everybody, what's going on? This is Greg Fowler, uh, traveling the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and featured titan for today, Marcy Langlois. Marcy, thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you being on the show. I know you're super busy. Um, everybody's in super huge anticipation to dive into this episode of Real Estate Titans. So um, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. For sure. It's an honor, absolute honor. So uh, let's just dive into the series of questions for everybody to get to know you a little bit better, really understand your why, what drives you, and that sort of thing. So um, I guess let's just tell everybody a little about yourself. Um, so I was born and raised in a little town in Vermont. Okay. A little town, meaning 250 people and no stoplights. So, so truly little. <laughs> little town awesome. on the border of Canada. Okay. And uh, like I could see Canada from my doorstep. And um, so I grew up in this town where really we learned to work hard. We learned that uh, don't say it unless you mean it. And we did business by a handshake. You know, and I lived there until I was 18 years old and then uh, left there and uh, went and spent some time in Florida. Okay. And left Florida and headed up to Colorado and then slowly transitioned my life from sort of meandering and wondering what I was doing and who I was into down on this career path. Wow. So. And, and I think that's, that, that's amazing to me. And, and, you know, when it comes to perspective of this particular series is, you know, traveling around and, and really experiencing different culture and atmosphere from different places. Obviously, you've been to you know several different spots and obviously staying here in Colorado. So there was something special about this place, yeah. uh, which is always good to hear. So yeah. what got you into the business in the first place, Marcy? And like, what was your progression in your career to get to where you are now? Sure, I had a, I had a whole bunch of life events happen to me uh, late in my teenage years that okay. sort of changed the trajectory of what I was thinking I was going to be doing. And um, so I went to college for a little bit. That wasn't my gig at that time. Okay. And then when I got to Colorado, I uh, my grandparents owned a diner for 38 years. And so I grew up in the restaurant business. Oh, I love it. And uh, so I waited tables and that's sort of what I had been doing and then started bartending. And then I started taking some classes at Pikes Peak Community College and um, really was just interested in business, finance, mm -hmm. uh, economics, that sort of, you know, viewpoint, but hadn't narrowed anything down and just taking night classes. Okay. And, uh, but I had this guy, <laughs> I won't name names. That's fair. That's uh, fair. It is a live show, everybody. <laughs> you can reach out to her later if you really don't. Yeah, I don't think you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this guy that used to come into my bar and he tipped me huge. He'd order a drink and tip me huge and he'd come in at all different hours of the day and he'd bring clients in and he wore a Rolex and his shirt was so pressed it could stand on the bar top. And wow. I was just like, who is this guy and what does he do? And hmm. you know, he's throwing hundreds around and um, I was impressed. Sure. And so as I gained some confidence, I asked him what he did. He told me I could never do it. Hmm. And uh, that's the one thing like you don't ever say to me. Never say that to Marcy. That is not yeah. Yeah, I mean, you say, I can't do it, then I'm definitely going to do it. And so I kept hounding him, and we progressed, and he told me he was a mortgage lender, and that it's not really something, you don't go to school for it. You you know, you sort of have to figure it out, and you have to have contacts, and this, that, and the other. And 
So I went and worked at this small brokerage and I was there for six weeks with no experience whatsoever and then figured out, this was back in, you know, I got in the business in 2001. Wow. So this was before regulation and, and this was a mom and pop shop and I figured out in six weeks that these people were totally ripping people off. I left that business immediately and called this guy okay. and I said, this is what happened. I followed your advice. I went and worked at a small brokerage. He didn't tell me what brokerage. He just said a small brokerage. Okay. And um, I said, this is what happened. I figured out that they were ripping people off and I, I can't work for them. And he said, you know, I'll, I'll hire you. Mm. I'll give you a shot, but I'm really not going to teach you anything. <laughs> if you want to come and work here, <laughs> this guy. I'll let you do it. Yeah. So I did. Okay. So I went and, I went and worked with him and um, like in my first year I did like $24 million in production and the owners of the company are like, who is this <laughs> and what is she doing? Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, he's like, I had no idea. Hmm. Right. And that's how I started the mortgage business really. Okay. And, and to me, that's a huge story coming through and you know, everybody has a different inspiration point or, or a, a point that brings them into the business. It was interesting to just see how other people are and what they do and, and really be intrigued with what's going on. And I think that that's, that's really, really compelling information to everybody is, is never be uh, afraid to ask somebody, Hey, what do you do for a living and what's going on? If it's interesting to you and you, you want to reach out, reach out. Worst case, you get a little bit of rejection and say, you can't do it. And then if you say that to somebody like Marcy, then it doesn't stop her. So this is great. Uh, so obviously you've been in the business for a while. I mean, you've seen a lot of things change through, you know, rules, regulations, the market up and down, things like that. So, um, this is kind of, at least to me, a beautiful segue into what's your why, Marcy? I mean, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you to do what you do to the level you do it at as long as you have? Yeah, um, for me, honestly, my why has definitely changed over the years. Um, when I first got in the business, I wanted to prove myself. Okay. Really, right? Like this guy's like, I'm not going to teach you anything you're either going to do this or you're not going to do it was kind of the idea that I had in my mind. Right. right? And so I was like, okay, well I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it with a bang. Hmm. And so it was, it was sort of just about earning my spot really. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, and making money, right? Like sure. let's not kid ourselves. We all need to have a, a job that we can pay our bills with. Right. Agreed. And so it was making money. And then I, but I had no idea really what the potential was, you mm -hmm. know, I, I didn't really understand at that time. And, um, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in this little town, but it was very rural mm -hmm. and, and really pretty poor, you know, not right. a lot of opportunity there or any of that sort of stuff. And, uh, there was a point in time where, uh, my family went through a bankruptcy. We lost everything that we had and mm -hmm. we, we kept our trailer. We had a mobile home. Sure. My dad drug it out into 14 acre plot of land and we lived in that trailer with no electricity and no running water wow. for quite a while okay. until we could put a foundation under it, dig a well. And uh, so I remember those times. I remember the times of filling up 50 gallon buckets or drums of water at my grandmother's house and that would be our water for the week. Uh, and um, that's how I grew up. And sure. so then that became my why hmm. is that I would never live like that again. And um, not that it was all bad, mm -hmm. right? Not, not that it was all bad. Um, there was a lot to be said for living that way. Sure. Um, it taught me a lot. But um, my why really developed out of that passion to never go back to that again. Mm -hmm. And then now, 
you know, coming up on 18 years in the industry, really what my why is, is really to change the world. Okay. Um, one person at a time, uh, one transaction at a time. Um, I'm so passionate about the homeless crisis that we're facing across our nation. Oh yeah. Uh, the income inequality that people experience uh, is only going to lead to more issues with homelessness and um, lots and lots of other things in that in that realm. But that is my that is my push right now. I think that that's huge, and I love that you've had progression in your why as, as your life changed and adjusted. And um, you know, I think that when it comes down to helping others and, and really making an impact, as you said, across the world, one. Uh, consumer at a time, one client at a time, one, one you know acquaintance at a time. I right. think that's beautiful, and that that adds up. Over, you know, right. it just keeps growing and going. And I think that it, it it always should be more than us, the why. And and yours is a beautiful example of that. Right. Uh, you know, the the series of the show is really designed to showcase to everybody that it's not just about commission checks and the amount of volume or whatever's going on. It's the impact, how much you guys care about the people you work with and what you do and the industry itself. It's setting a higher standard. Right. So I, I love that you're saying that and hopefully everybody heard that. So turn up your volumes if you didn't hear that. But uh, so cool. Well, let's go into uh, the next question when it comes down to that because I think that, that why is super compelling. But let's go into the next portion, which ends up being for a lot of the people who are watching this series. Uh, they really want to know what the Titans are doing to grow their business, really taking it from one level to the next. So if you could look back at your business thus far over your career of 18 plus years um, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? This is such a great question. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, I really... I've thought about this because I've been thinking about yes. this interview for a few days oh, and I've had these questions in advance and it's been great to you know go back and revisit that time period and um, what I've done and I and I have to say uh, honestly yeah. in instead of what it was that I did like that what I brought mm -hmm. to the business it was really what I took away uh -huh. okay. so um, as we know, this business is reactive and mm -hmm. you gotta be the person that answers your phone and right? Sure. You gotta be on. Yep. Right? If sure. you're if you're going to be in the upper echelon of production, then then you've gotta be willing to go the extra mile every single time, right? Perfect. And so um, when I was in the first probably five or six years in my business, I had people, I mean, I was working 100 hours a week, I never shut my phone off, I never, right? Yeah. This is back in the day when you got assigned a desktop computer. Wow. Right? So Look yeah. at that, everybody, this is great. And Going paper back. rate sheets, Ugh. paper rate okay. sheets, That's right? Great, so I'd get a call from a realtor and I'd have to go drive to my office and fire up my computer on Saturday afternoon huh. to take a loan application. Um, right? So I lived in uh, Claremont Ranch okay. at Mark Shuffle mm -hmm. in Constitution and I was on Kelly Johnson. Wow. So I'd have to drive, right? So I was driving back and forth like literally six times a day on Saturdays wow. to take applications, oh, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. But so I had this conversation with this realtor and okay. I just said, hey, you know, is there a different way we could do business? Like mm -hmm. on Friday, if you know you're going to have some folks on Saturday, could we take care of them on Friday? Because like, 
I'm making you wait, I'm delaying stuff. This is a huge inconvenience for me to drive back and forth six times a day. Sure. You know, this, that, and the other. And this person just didn't respect it at all. And um, it took me a long time because he was sending me a tremendous amount of volume. Sure. And, uh, but I, I just had this come into Jesus meeting with a guy I really respect, a mentor of mine, and he said, have you ever thought about what your life would look like if you respected yourself enough that you would let this business go because it doesn't align with who you are? Wow. And I was like, you want me to give up like six closed deals a month? <laughs> are you nuts? <laughs> you gotta be crazy. Yeah. So uh, it, took me, it took me a couple of months. Okay. You know, this went on for like a year and a half. Sure. Right, it took me a couple of months after this conversation to say, you're right. I, I think you're right. And then calling and having this conversation with this individual and saying, you know, this isn't going to work for me anymore. I think you need to work with somebody who can serve you better, right? right? Who's, who's aligning with what you're needing, right? Sure. And um, after I did that, my business grew by 20%. Huge. Literally. My, my business grew by 20%. And... Um, I do this from time to time in my business. I look at who I'm doing business with regularly okay. and are they aligned with who I am intrinsically as a human being, mm -hmm. right? Are they asking me to walk the line in any way? Are they not respecting my boundaries and my time? Mm -hmm. um, are they making my life harder? You know, business is hard. Sure. This business is so hard, right? And mm -hmm. such a challenge, right? So don't work with people that are going to make it harder. Right? Yeah. Control what you can control about the transaction, which is maybe, you know, what, 5 to 20% of it on a really great day. Right. Right? So, and the other 80% is going to be what it's going to be. And so, in, in doing that, which I think is really just having enough self-respect mm -hmm. and knowing my own worth to say, you know, this isn't going to work for me anymore. I appreciate what you've done for me, right. but now this isn't going to work. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is everything. Mm. Absolutely everything, right? Mentors, coaches, books, seminars, uh, online stuff, online classes, talking to you. Okay. Anyone that can tell me anything more than what I already know sure. is amazing. It's huge. So I would just call people and I would say, would you give me 10 minutes of your time? I'll bring a cup of coffee to your office and just tell me the top two things you know. Hmm. Literally. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> Literally. Right? Because we all know something. You know so much that I don't. And I can't read books fast enough to learn what you can tell me in 10 minutes. Sure. Right? Or vice versa or, in that conversation, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's like we're, we're so powerful because of our own experiences and the way we interpret those. Hmm. Right? So it's, it's like... 10 minutes of your time is, is so wonderful for me. And so that's really how I got the business that I have today. And that's relationship, right? right? Like right. text messaging and Facebook and all of these things are really wonderful, sure. right? But I still believe, I think Patrick Muldoon says it. Okay. Put me next to it, or it's belly button to belly button. Yeah. Right? I'm going. <laughs> That's a different way to say it. Belly to belly, belly button to belly button. Belly button. Thanks, button. Patrick. I'm pretty sure that's what he says. <laughs> but, you know, he's been doing this a really long time, For also, sure. right? And that nothing really outweighs that. The mm. power of that and the connection and what we what we glean from each other. Mm. So. That is 
amazing advice. So hopefully everybody was taking copious notes into that. I mean, I, I think initially the advice that you got saying, you know, let some people go, it sounds crazy. And even your natural reaction tendency was, what, what do you mean? X amount of transactions. But I, I find that if all of us that are in this space right now, whether you're watching or listening, was honest with yourself to look at the people that you're working with and really take a look and say, are they aligning with who I am and what I'm trying to do? And does this make sense on both ways? Is it a two-way relationship? Or is it more work than is necessary? You can offload a lot of that and increase your production. You said 20%. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, that's so true, it's not even funny, but you gotta find it inside yourself to let that go. Everybody's gonna be better off. Your client is gonna be better off because you're not gonna service them the way that they really should be and vice versa. So I think it's huge advice. Reaching out to other professionals, um, whether they're in our space or not, I think is beautiful advice. You never know who you're gonna get information from. You said that beautifully and properly and hopefully everybody takes it up. Call somebody that you have not met with before. Call somebody that you look up to. Um, reach out to them and buy them a cup of coffee or lunch or whatever it takes to really pick their brain for five minutes, ten minutes. You're gonna learn so much from that. No book or you know podcast or any kind of conference is gonna give you that belly button to belly button time. <laughs> Patrick, that was great. So I, I think that's huge advice, Marcy. That was brilliant. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Now let's go into the tricky part of this particular interview process here, Perfect. and it really comes down to the challenge question. Now, everybody in their lives, no one's exempt, uh, whether it's in the past, now, or into the future, deals with challenges. Some right. on the grand scale are bigger than others, but we all have them continuously in our lives. Right. I don't think it's so much what happens, but how we respond that makes mm -hmm. a difference. So if you're comfortable with sharing a challenge or two that you've dealt with in your life, Marcy, that you overcame, that you became stronger because of it, what does that look like for you? Yeah, this... Uh... This question I had to also consider. Um, so my my life has been really interesting, okay. not unlike anybody else's. Sure. And uh, I was born with a cleft lip and palate. Okay. So the way you see my face today is not the way I was born. Okay. And I've had like 25 procedures on my face, consisting of nine major surgeries, wow, wow. starting from three months to the age of 18. Wow. And, uh, went to speech lessons until I was in the sixth grade and braces for 13 years and um, all of that. So that that alone was a really big challenge. For and walking sure. through the world with a facial deformity is interesting, right? right? And uh, so that, that definitely was something. Right. Um, but probably the most significant challenge I've really ever experienced in my life is I was in a car accident when I was 17 years old and um, I was on my way to my after-school job, and uh, this guy pulled out in front of me, and I, I couldn't do anything to avoid hitting his car. He, he said he never saw me coming, and uh, we were on a two-lane road in rural Vermont, and um, he pulled out in front of me, and I broadsided his car, and uh, regretfully, regretfully, all of his passengers so uh, three people were killed that day. Uh, the 25th anniversary of that accident is actually in two days from today. Wow. So your timing is sort of impeccable. Okay. Um, I wasn't found legally at fault for it. Uh, okay. I never, you know, got in any trouble or any any of that sort of thing. Sure. Um, 
but from that day forward, my entire life changed. I felt responsible. I felt like I had killed these three people and believed that uh, every day for many, many years. Um, and I had no coping skills uh, at all whatsoever. And so the only thing I knew to do was drink and drug. And um, I mean, I had problems with drug, drugs and alcohol before this, sure. but really uh, went off the deep end and spent my life uh, in a bottle. Hmm. And um, you know, it's it, it's really uh, it's really something to feel responsible to injure someone else, sure. right? And when death results, it's. Um, It, uh, there's really no words for it. Right. Uh, there's really no way to uh, work with that. And, uh, and because I couldn't deal with it, that's how I dealt with it. Right. Is not dealing with it. Sure. And, and thinking that I would drink it or drug it away. And um, anyway, I, uh, when I was 27, so 10 years later, I got sober. And I've been clean and sober for almost 16 years. Wow! And uh, that's great. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been it's been a struggle. Um, not so much today, sure. but definitely uh, the first probably 13 years were really mm -hmm. difficult for me. I got myself in therapy and um, did lots of work that I needed to do to deal with the accident, being born with a broken palate, and sure. all the trauma I have experienced and. Um, you know, really, um, sort of where I've come with that mm -hmm. is that um, lots of places have come with that. <laughs> uh, but today I know that I did not kill those people. That's what I know for sure. And what I also am really aware of is that the things that happen to us are not us, right? Okay. That's what happened to me. It's sure. not who I am. Right, so I have to make a conscious choice to separate that out, right? Because for the 10 years after the accident, mm -hmm. when I was drinking and drugging every day, I was telling myself this story about how I killed these people and I deserved to die also and I didn't deserve anything worth having and, right? All of these stories because I was owning it as who I am, mm -hmm. right? Today I know clearly that that's not me. These are just experiences, like you said at the beginning of the question, right? Sure. We all have challenge, yep. right? And so it's about what I do with that, right? And so for me, I would like to help other people through my story. You know, um, I my story's been published, I've been interviewed on podcasts, um, you know, all those sorts of things. So it's, uh, we inspire one another. Right? When I hear about your struggle and I see that you've moved forward or how you moved forward, right? right? It gives me strength and courage for me to keep moving forward, right? And sometimes that's all I had. Most days that was all I had. Right. Is my family around me that I loved, that I wouldn't want to give up on, um, or whatever. But it's, uh, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's life. It's life, right? Yep. And, and what I know for certain is that this moment we are here right now, and either of us can walk out that door, and it's over. Right. 
And so today I try to live very intentionally. Mm. You know, who I surround myself with, what I listen to, what I read, what I do with my free time, okay. that's what makes my life, Love right? It. And if you, I think a lot of people, I'll do that tomorrow. Mm. I know for sure that tonight might not come. Well said. True. So it's, I live from that space. So, uh, so uh, Marcy, uh, j just to address it, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing that because there's a lot there. Hopefully everybody's appreciating this as much as I am because there's so much struggle and pain and trial that you've had in your life that you've experienced um, coming to it from a, a very young age into teenage, you know, years and then going through further on and, you know, alcohol and drugs and and everything that you were doing to cope with it. But what I love, even how sad and, and, and upsetting all of that is, is look at who you are today right. and look at what you've accomplished with all of that struggle and all that pain. Um, you know, and, and hopefully everybody takes that to a positive note to say, look, no matter what you're dealing with, uh, there's somebody that has it worse. They've gone through these things. So just, I guess we, we really need to take a look at it and say, we need to appreciate what we have and not what we don't have. We truly are blessed every day. And I love that point that you had at the very end, which is really breaking it down to, we don't know if we have tomorrow. Right. And surround yourself with people you love, do the right thing, give back to the community. I mean, all of that was such a rich, positive nature because it, a fraction of what you just mentioned to a lot of people, myself included, that are you know paying attention to this right now, would have broken. They just would, would have given up, it's done, I'm done, I can't deal with it, that's it. But I think that the message really is to keep moving forward, do the best you can, um, understand that things happen to everybody, right? And we're all on that same page. So uh, thanks again for sharing, Marcy, because that was not easy to do, um, but I, I find that to be extremely compelling information. So let's go a little softer sure. on this one because we got through that one yeah uh, it's always tricky but uh you know i think it's really important so let's go into a slightly softer question which is actually one of my favorites mm -hmm. if we go into the portion of traveling back in time yeah. so if you could travel back in time and give young marcy a piece of advice or two what would you say to your younger self i think uh this is a really fascinating question also um all your questions are fascinating. Oh gosh, you know, I try, I try. Just no, it's great, it. Just it's great. Through. I feel like you get a full picture. Um, I think, you know, really um, having a facial deformity and, um, you know, I wasn't aware that I was different until I went to school. Okay. Because no one in my family treated me any different. Sure. Like, I came into the world like this, this is the way I was, all why, my cousins. Why would they? Right. My cousins were like, oh, you're my cousin, It's you're good, right? And then I went to school and all these kids are like, oh my God, what's wrong with you, right? You speak differently and you look differently and you're not okay. That was the resounding message I got is like, something's wrong with you and you're not okay. Okay. And uh, so I think I would just go back in time and, and tell my younger self, you're absolutely okay, mm -hmm. right? And that this is going to pass. Right, like these feelings right now that you have are not permanent. Sure. Right, it's, and that's true still to this day at 42 years old, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I have days where I'm like, ah, 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Everybody. I think yesterday I just had one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This is real, everybody. This is it, right? Right? And it's like, is that, that you know, this, this you're okay. And that it's it's going to pass. Whatever whatever is going on is is not going to last forever. Mm. It just won't. I think that that's uh, you know beautiful advice, not just for your younger self, but you know myself and everybody included who's watching or listening to this, um, is really just understand that you know it's it, nothing lasts forever, and whatever pain or sorrow or anything that's happening to us, but positive or negative. There's another chapter, right? So um, I know that when we're younger, and if you can kind of look back on it, you know, just kind of self-reflecting, when you're in the moment, it feels like your whole world. It feels like this is so important, and this really, really is. But if you take the time to think and really reflect, how important is this? Uh, Is this something that is going to last? Can I move forward and, and be positive on it? I think most of the time it is yes. Right. Um, so I think that's great advice uh, mm-hmm. for sure when it comes down to it. So hopefully everybody took that down. I think that's really, really good too. Um, so on the on the next question, and this is actually a crowd pleaser. There's a lot of viewers that, that watch this particular series and they love to learn what the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're growing, how they're really succeeding, um, you know, what what's going on. So when it comes to, and you kind of already alluded to it as you're always taking it from multiple sources, but yeah. books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, influences on social media or coaches, what are you feeding your mind? Everything but garbage. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Everything but garbage. You, you heard it right. You heard it right. Uh, yeah. So for a long time, when I first got in the business, okay. I was so driven by being successful in business, right? Right, right, sure. How many calls do I have to make? How many doors do I have to knock on? How many donuts do I have to deliver to real estate offices? Because that's what we used to do. Sure, sure. With my paper rate sheet. Yep. And um, I, didn't, I didn't really understand. I was also very young. When I got in this business, I was 25 years old. Okay. Right? So I didn't... I had a lot of life experience, but I didn't have a clue what I was really doing. Mm. And um, what I really started learning by a couple after a couple of years in the business was that it wasn't just important to develop my sales skills; mm. it was equally important to develop Marcy. Okay. Right? Yeah. How does Marcy speak? Mm-hmm. How does Marcy react to the world about her? How does Marcy um, interact with her family, right? I, because it's all connected, Sure. right? I, I can't go home and be a jerk to my family and then show up at the office and be nice to my people. Agreed. It's not right. It's, or why bother? Yeah. It's, right? It's, yeah. it's, right? And I did some of that because I didn't know, right? I didn't understand. And so I read everything. I read it. I read everything. I don't read anything that's fiction okay. because I feel like that's a complete waste of my time. Okay. All right. I don't go to the movies because I feel like that's a complete waste of my time. I only watch documentaries okay. because I can learn something. Yeah. So everything, I rarely watch TV. Okay. If I watch TV, it's usually like 30 minutes at night, right before I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I read, uh, Right now, I've got like seven books going on. I oh, love it. Uh, I'm reading the Real Estate or the Titans book yep. by Tim Ferriss. Love I'm it. reading uh, Mindset by uh, it's not 
Carolyn Kirk, I forget who it is, but it's a psychologist. I'm reading Grit okay. by Angela Duckworth. Okay. Um, I love Brendan Bouchard. Okay. I love, love, love Brendan Bouchard. Awesome. Uh, I think he's got it pretty well nailed down yeah. that you need to look at everything that you do as a whole. Like you can't address just one part of yourself, sort of what I was speaking to. Agreed. Like you need to look at what you're eating and what you're drinking and what you're feeding your mind. And mm -hmm. do you take time? Do you have a spiritual practice of some sort? Sure. Do you, right? You need to look at all of it if you want to truly be successful and sustainable, mm -hmm. right? Anybody can do this for a year or two years or five years. And then they burn out. And then you burn out because you don't have any boundaries or you're not feeding the other parts of you that need to be fed mm -hmm. because you're just solely focused on whatever this might be, right? right. So you have to be well-rounded. I truly believe that. Okay. So I read all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. that keeps that in check. But I'm most fascinated by people. Okay. Who we are, what we think, why we think that way, why we respond to life the way we do. I, I'm just fascinated, enamored by people. Yeah, and, and it speaks volumes, obviously, because of who you are as a person or professional, the people that know you, your reputation in the community. Um, it, it comes across from your clients, too, right? I mean, sure. you, you actually sincerely care about them and what's going on, and I think that that's very, very important, and people read through that, right? Uh, what are your true intentions? Are you really just looking at it from a paycheck standpoint? Are you really trying to make a difference in a positive light that's above and beyond compensation? I think that that ends up being the, um, the end result, right? Sure. The outcome of doing the right things is the compensation will be there. Sure. Um, but I love that, and you say that it's multiple sources, so every, if everybody's listening to that right, I mean, really just consume the information in as many ways as you can that makes sense to you, but I love what you were saying about feeding multiple portions of your life, mm -hmm. uh, because something is gonna suffer if you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's huge. So uh, you mentioned some books, any podcasts at all in there, or? Um, yeah. Okay. So I love the On Being podcast. Oh, cool, with okay. With Krista Tippett. Okay. And so she just interviews, um, sort of people of our time. Mm -hmm. uh, she's curious about philosophy and spiritual practices and um, sort of like what are the hottest topics of, of today in right. our time, right? Okay. And so she talks to professors and she mm -hmm. talks to yoga teachers and you know, philosophers and everyone in between. And uh, so she always has someone really fascinating on her, on her uh, show. I just really love it and love enjoy it. it. Well, just so everybody knows, I'll have links in the comments down below so that you can feed your mind and follow along just like Marcy does, because I think that's really great. Yeah. Uh, so Marcy, this has been amazing. Uh, the information that you've shared uh, is super compelling, uh, really driving to, to have your notes of business, but really uh, you know, pulling at the heartstrings as far as I'm concerned for people to really connect with. I want to finish this up with one final question. And really it comes down to if you could sum up yourself as a person, a professional, uh, with a mantra or a quote that you live by, what does that look like for you? It's not, um, it's not really profound. Uh, that's, fine. that's fine. This is great. This is great. Hit me. It's really just uh, never give up. That's it. Right? It's... Uh, at the darkest of the hour, at the most insane point that you feel like you're just done, right? And that you can't possibly do one more thing, just stand up and take the next step. Mm -hmm. And that's just 
right? That's it. That's all we each have. Sure. Right? Is just to never give up. When you give up, then you don't have a chance at anything greater, anything better. You heard it here, everybody. I, Marcy, I think that's absolutely amazing and, and really, really telling of who you are as a person, as a professional. Just keep going, never give up. Um, I, I think it's simple and beautiful, and that's really um, what everybody needs to hear, even me when it comes down to it. I think that's great. So, uh, Marcy, I just want to say thank you again. Uh, you are an official real estate titan, so thank you so much. Normally, I would hug you, but yeah. you know, we're so far away in this <laughs> setup. So, but Marcy, thank you again. I yeah, really appreciate you. it. So, everybody, um, thank you as well for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, I really appreciate uh, all the positive feedback that's going on. If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, take a look at our YouTube channel as well and give us a thumbs up or a like on that Facebook page. Um, as always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch you all on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.